Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. So, Felix, thank you very much for agreeing to come on the podcast. This is the Business, Wealth and Mindset podcast. So we're just trying to capture inspiration or stories of, uh, you know, successful people in business so we can, uh, you know, give our listeners that age of what it takes to, to succeed in business, the challenges that people have, have faced, and also just understand people's journeys in, in, in business so we can begin to share knowledge uh, and uh, you know understanding that, that that people can can use in these various channels so um, we sort of um, get these into four parts really the, the first part is just to capture your journey you know where you've come from where you are now and the journey in between the challenges and the successes and also what the the future vision is you know where we are looking to get so we just uh, you know, pick it up from there initially. Just chat about 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 you and and your journey, and uh, uh, no just te- tell us tell us about you. Well, look, yeah? thank you firstly. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for inviting me. Okay, I'm truly honoured. That's okay. Good to have you. Um, and with my journey with business, yeah. would you like me to just sort of yeah. tell the story? Just tell the story. How that's, long have you got? <laughs> as much time as you need, as much time as you need. There's no time limit, you know. Um, you want to capture everything because yours is a very interesting story. So I'm sure a lot of listeners will, will really like to hear about you. Well, thank you. And okay. I mean, I, I will honestly try and summarize, but yeah. honestly. Yeah. Uh, my journey in business mm-hmm. starts when I was very young. Mm-hmm. I've always been interested in being uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. So my very first business was somewhere between the ages of 11 and 13. Mm. And what I wow. was actually was the middleman. Um, and I was selling comics. All right. And the long story short <laughs> is I had one friend who uh-huh. had just every comic book you can imagine. I was a huge Marvel and DC comic book fan. Wow. And he had all these comic books. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some people have own stuff and don't really value them. Yeah. So yeah. he was getting rid of them or maybe his parents would, you know, tell him to get rid of them. So they were telling him to get rid of them. And I knew other people wanted to buy them. Yeah. And I just wow. sat in the middle. Yeah. I would get these things for very cheap, like maybe five pence or somebody to give me a bundle and loads for free. Yeah. And I'd go out and sell them for like 15, 20, 30, 40 pence. That's great. Actually, it's a really good little business. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that's, that's great. Sort of imaginative, you know, being uh, in the middle and creating something. It's really good. It was, um, and uh, yeah, it was very strange. And I didn't really think at that time I was interested in business. Mm. But I really enjoyed doing it. Yeah. And I suppose in a way I enjoyed, honestly, the fact that, yes, I was making a profit, mm. but the guys who wanted the comic books had no way of getting them. Yeah. And so I had a way of getting them something they wanted. And also the guy needed to get rid of the comic books. I had a way of helping him out as well. So I think mm-hmm. at a very young age, without understanding what it was, it was really about yeah. learning how to add value yeah. and to wow. create win-win situations. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I, was, I remember being very young and thinking, I heard the term the middleman, I'm thinking, yeah, mm. that's where I want to be. <laughs> I want to be the guy who sits in the middle and creates win-win situations. So yeah. whoever the seller or the supplier is yeah. gets what they want, but still whoever the end buyer is mm. also gets a very good deal. And I think yeah. that's the ethos yeah. I've had from a very young age. Wow, very good, very good. And then uh, where did that 
take you like moving on from from there how how did your journey progress from there well the thing is it's interesting because even though i was so interested in business at a very young age mm-hmm. um my parents were very into academics yeah uh-huh. Um, so they were like, you go to school mm-hmm. and you go get your qualifications. Yeah. So I sort of moved away from business, mm. um, you know, actively focused on studying, did the whole school thing, the, um, excuse me, this college thing, yeah. the degree thing. Yeah. Um, even though I was still a little bit entrepreneurial, I had to really not really focus on that. My real focus was on the security yeah. of get a good job uh, yeah. and, you know, sort mm-hmm. out your life. My parents were very much into that. Yeah. So... Well. You know, with the greatest amount of respect, and I love them dearly. My parents were not entrepreneurial at all. Yeah. And I think as you get older, you really learn to respect that and respect why. Mm -hmm. You know, my parents came over um, pretty much post Windrush. They came in the 60s. Yeah. Um, It was a great achievement. Mm, From the Caribbean, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yes, from the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was, you know, to me, a great achievement to have left the country gone halfway around the world yeah. found secure <laughs> jobs got promotions and yeah. you know become senior in their wow. in their positions yeah and you know they wanted us to do the same thing but just be maybe you know start at a higher level yeah, yeah and they yeah, saw the key to that being education mm-hmm. so i really focused on that and i went through the whole process but i did an economics degree because i was always interested in business yeah and it was only like many other people I'm sure in the same situation. Yeah. When I finished the economics degree, mm. I discovered that it had nothing to do with business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of our listeners will resonate with that message, you know, because this is what gets drilled into that, the model. And I guess it's probably, you know, fair to our parents around that time that that's all they knew or, you know. So it was all um, in good spirit, in good faith. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they really yeah. wanted the best for you. Yeah. And I think, again, you know, in mm-hmm. relation to that, a lot of yeah. people's parents or even friends, you know, um, circle, mm-hmm. try and put you off of business because of their fear for you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a very plain speaker. And mm. to be honest with you, they have a reason. Yeah. Because business is hard. Yeah. It and is. for everybody out there trying to tell people that business is easy, mm-hmm. you know, and come to my course and I'll sprinkle some magic dust in you and you, you know, instant whip millionaire. Yeah. Um, those of us have been doing it for any yeah. length of time, we know that it really isn't like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I really understand when people mm. aren't supportive. They're not trying to be negative. Mm. Not everybody who's not supportive is trying to drag you down. Yeah. A lot yeah. of it really is just people who have your best interests at heart yeah. who are yeah. fearful for how difficult yeah. it can be it to run a business be. and sustain it, particularly over any length of time. Of time, yeah, <clears throat> I see. Okay. So moving on from there, how, how did you then, after finishing your uh, economics degree, sort of uh, decide that, you know, the day job is not for you? Then wh- what is it that you started first and how did you move on from there? Well, I actually went into... I actually came out of university and I tried to set up a business. And this is so interesting because um, (laughs) I suppose it shows you the folly of your ways. And I'm a constant learner, so I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. At that time, like a lot of young people, I was in my early 20s, um, I wanted to get involved in the music business. Yeah. And it seemed Uh wonderful and exciting. Yeah. And Uh around that time, there was lots of um, unemployment. This is the... um, early 90s yeah so there was a thing called a prince's trust mm-hmm. which is um prince charles's trust and yes. he was given um funding yeah so me and everybody i knew <laughs> was trying to get 
<laughs> Princess Trust funding, some to funding. set up a recording studio yeah. or a record wow. label or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Me and literally the whole of yeah. North London, probably South, East and West London. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> in the yeah. 20s. Wow. So we're going for the, you know, yeah. these two grants, mm-hmm. writing and rewriting our business plans. Yeah. Frankly, with no real idea of what we Ooh, were doing. Yeah, <laughs> wow. My economics degree, I'm sure, didn't help me one iota. Yeah. Um, and you know, none of us got anywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> at the end of, you know, wasting a few years of doing that and not really going anywhere with yeah. it. Um, I moved into the IT yeah. sector because that was the other thing that was booming at the time. At the time, yeah. Um, mm. Post the year two thousand, mm. and lots of people you know, um, you know, really a growth industry. Yeah. So I went and got myself trained up, mm-hmm. um, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw in here because yeah. it's a real um, key element of my view of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to learn to do things. Yeah. And. Mm. Even though, of course, like in any business, there are charlatans. Yeah. Pay to learn to do things. Yeah. yeah. So when I told people I was going to go into information technology, yeah. people laughed at me because I was a technophobe and I really was not that kind of person. Yeah. But yeah. I was aware that I could go away and learn and how to learn. do that. Yeah. So yeah. I came from somebody who knew nothing about computers, got the training and ended up having a 15 year career in IT. Wow. I ended up as a senior um, technical engineer. Yeah. Um, wow. And then they're doing the interviewing bits of management of some IT companies as well. Mm. Um, and that, I know I told you it's a long story. Yes. It was at the end of that, I kind of decided, yes. you know what? I actually don't want to do this. Yeah. It's a nice career, and but mm. it isn't what I want to do. You are doing. And I think sometimes you have to, you know, there's two things you hear a lot. Mm. You hear a lot about the stories of people who have massive failure yeah. that drives them to do something to different. Do something, yeah. But not often the people who have quite reasonable success. Mm-hmm. And I was actually doing very well. I was very comfortable with my, both myself and my wife at corporate jobs, mm. you know, very comfortable. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's all really nice, but I'm not happy. Because I know inside what I really yeah. want to be doing is something entrepreneurial. Oh, yeah. So that's around the time that people started selling property courses. Um, so I went on a property course mm-hmm. and I said, this is me. Wow. 100%, this is what I want to do. Mm. Um, and I set a plan and within a year I was out of the IT business and running a property company. Yeah, wow, brilliant. And I think you touched upon a very good point there around uh, people being comfortable because it is uh, quite easy to you know have a day job you know you get your paycheck and all of that and and just be comfortable you know and unless uh, and until you have either you know some critical shock in your life which uh, you yes. know makes you take that leap to take action to do something different you know people will just coast around that you know not really knowing because the idea of doing something else becomes a very scary you yes. know uh, in, in a way to, to moving outside of their comfort zone so um, yeah uh, so property wise what what did you set up then and how did that uh, move you know so mm-hmm. I started, mm-hmm. well, what I wanted to do, I started as an investor. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's, there was lots of advertising at the time around property yeah. investment courses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and did a couple of property investment courses. Yeah. And my aim was to be a property investor. Actually, when I started, as you can imagine, I didn't mm-hmm. actually plan to leave my day job. Yeah. You know, they all say, yeah, I'll become a property investor part time. Part time, yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I had so much love for it. Yeah. I realized that it was much more fulfilling for me yeah. what I wanted to do on a day to day basis than still working within information technology. Yeah. So I did a few courses at the time. There was, um, 
Russ Whitney, who was very big in America, yeah. just oh. came over to the UK and started selling property investment courses. Mm. Um, and, you know, so I remember doing that course with my wife. Um, quite an expensive course, but very mm. useful. Yeah. But the main premise of all these courses was pretty much no money down, property investment yeah. oh, and okay. creative finance. Yeah. And again, oh. a it was very much about being that middleman again. Yeah. <laughs> Having somebody with an asset yeah. that they didn't really know how to utilize yeah. and knowing things that, you know, they might not know and be able to, wait to help them out of that probably they're, they're in a, you know, distress, distressed sales situation. situation yeah. And they need some help to get out of that situation. Mm. And you have the tools in your toolbox to, to help them to get out of that situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, um, either get the investment for yourself or source it for someone else. Mm. So it was right back to me selling Marvel comic books, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Spider-Man's 20 feet. Yeah. <laughs> this Batman wow. life is 30 yeah. feet. It was back to that situation. Like, mm. I always find it very exciting. Very so exciting. we started investing actually just for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and within about two, three years, I can't remember, yeah. we went from a standing start. Yeah. We went from a standing start to 17 properties. Wow. Very impressive. Two, three years, under four, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm not great with specific details. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> so I try not to lie, no, no, somewhere just, around that just the, Yeah, the, just the picture and the journey, yeah? Um, okay. So, you know, yeah. that, that was, and obviously, it's such an interesting scenario because there's so much negativity and it's interesting now with the internet mm. that you see the negativity much uh, more clearly with the trolls mm. um, because they can, you know, get on the internet and directly access and directly, you. But even yeah. back in the day, people would say, ha, 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 mm. are you offering me a property deal, Mr. Saucer? Why aren't you buying it yourself? Yourself, yeah. And the answer was that you can't buy them all. Mm -hmm. Once you've set up a certain amount of systems and processes... You can't that, buy everything. Yeah, they, they, these deals start coming to you. Mm. It's everything they, you know, they, they, they teach here. You, you set yourself up as a local expert. People mm. get to know what you do. Yeah. All of a sudden, rather than you looking for deals, they start coming to you. Yeah. You literally can't buy all these properties. Yeah, you yeah. know, and we were doing okay after we'd managed that portfolio for I think it was maybe two years. Yeah. Um my business bank account manager in Barclays, which mm. is an interesting thing for me, mm. I'll explain why it's significant, um, contacted us, called us into the office. I'm thinking like, oh crap, what have we done? Yeah. And they said, Oh well we know that you've got a property business and you've been managing your portfolio for very, you know, quite well. Mm. So what we'd like to do is give you a million pound facility. Whoa. So here's a checkbook. Mm. Just go and buy a property. <sighs> Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a, it's a nice problem to have uh, at the time. For me, it's like, you know, I, I don't over egg it. I'm, yeah. I'm not from any disastrously poor background, but, you know, yeah. I'm a working class kid from North London. And yeah. all of a sudden, someone's giving me a checkbook for a million pounds. A million pounds. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what just happened here, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you, you don't see that coming. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, that, that, that was a, a nice day. Yeah, <laughs> it stay, stays in my mind. It was also, also good that they'd, it was their proof that they trusted that we knew what we were doing, we were doing well. Yeah, yeah. And that was just probably just as important yeah. as the facility. And even with that, yeah. we couldn't buy them all. So we oh. still had to source properties. Yeah. Um, Wow. Okay. So that, that's how I got to that stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. No, it's very interesting. <laughs> but if I'm ever going off topic, because I do no, all no, no, the time, no. this, just this me. Is, this is, uh, you know, a, a good flow of your, of your journey to sort of understand where you've come from and, uh, you know, the, the journey and, and where you are. So, um, was it at that point you started looking at moving to Spain or how? How does the journey continue to unfold from there then? Yes, so mm -hmm. in actual fact, it was very much that. Mm -hmm. um, we, well, 
before we even started the property company, mm-hmm. we had um, a timeshare. I'm trying not to laugh when I say this because <laughs> timeshare is such a bad reputation. Yeah. But we genuinely had a timeshare and yeah. it was a points timeshare. Uh-huh. So we would take, um, because I was a contractor by the time I get to the end of my IT journey. Yeah. Um, so we would take roughly eight to 12 weeks holiday a year. Yeah. So, and because it was a points timeshare, you know, we, we could go to timeshares all over the world. So we yeah. would just travel a lot um, mm. when the kids were quite young. Mm. So we had already been to Spain a number of times, the Grand Canaries, the Tenerife, the Spanish mainland. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my son was very young, probably under about four. My daughter was just born. Mm. And what really struck us was, um, I would say being a child in Spain is like being a cow in India. Mm. You know, wow. you, you're loved and revered. They really seem to love and revere their children. There. Yeah. Wow. And I remembered us thinking, oh, wouldn't this be a great environment to raise children? Mm. And even when I was working in IT, I was doing a lot of um, Cisco router programming. And even back then, yeah. you know, all at the inception of Wi-Fi, we actually had the ability to work overseas. Yeah. So now there's a lot of talk of, you know, the laptop lifestyle and you can be a businessman from anywhere in the world. Mm. But back then, I, you know, we were working with our systems where we could. So I kind of had it in my mind that we could migrate to Spain. Yeah. Once wow. the property thing kicked in and was working quite successfully, we had a good amount of passive income coming in. Mm. Wow. Okay. And with the amount of inc- passive income coming in, we had a couple of HMOs, six-bed HMOs in Nottingham and quite a few you know, single lets and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we were like, well, at this stage of the game, we really don't actually need to be here. Yeah. We can live overseas, mm. enjoy the comfort and the benefits of being overseas, allow our children to get the comforts and the benefits yeah. of growing up in this environment where children are so revered and yeah. it's very, very safe. Mm. And let's not forget it's very, very warm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very <laughs> nice and warm. Very nice and warm. Yeah. And we'd still be able to come back to the UK when necessary to manage our properties and take yeah. care of things and maybe do yeah. a bit of, you know, um, uh, purchasing or selling. So mm. we sort of made that decision based on that. Was, yeah. You know, we technically sent retired yeah. on passive income mm-hmm. um, when, when was that roughly so we moved to Spain in 2006 2006 okay yeah um, so I actually trying to get my head around it, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. 2002 I left the IT game mm-hmm. that's why I say it was three four years to build a portfolio yeah, build a portfolio by yeah. 2006 we had mm-hmm. migrated to um, mm-hmm. Andalusia just yeah. outside of Marbella in Spain wow mm-hmm. yeah. brilliant so um, what's life like out there yeah was it was it uh, the dream life that you had envisioned uh, when you got there, having been there obviously you know on holidays and but seeing something on holiday and actually physically being there to live can mm-hmm. sometimes be different. So how did you find it? Uh, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. It was very different to being on holiday. Yeah. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. But it was still wonderful. Yeah, you know, I, I always say that you know Spain has a lot of problems, but not enough to make me come back to England. Ah, <laughs> you know, they're not that drastic. The, the benefits yeah. definitely outweigh the problems, mm-hmm. and the problems are just a lot of things you need to adjust to. To okay. um, it's getting better now. But when I got there, it, there was a lot of inefficiency. Yeah, all right. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so for example, you you would take two or three days to get something done that in the UK you would do in the morning. Mm. Um, and oh. that kind of stuff was very frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I remember in the first two years, if I had three things to do, mm. you know, like maybe post a letter yeah. um, you know, and do two other things, I would know that I'd probably only achieve one. Yeah. Oh. And it might take me that day 
I know this sounds funny to, yeah. to get the letter posted. Posted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I guess life is more sort of chilled out and laid back, and you know, it's in this beautiful sunshine. So there's actually no reason for to hurry or something. Just enjoy life, be in the zone, and. <laughs> there's a lot of that, and, and the other side is, yeah. um, you know, because I've got a, a keen interest in politics. Mm. You know, it's a it's been a very socialist country for a lot of years. Yeah. So mm. you know. A lot of the premise of socialism, you know, is, is that antipathy to mm. capitalism, i.e. Yeah. capitalism wants yeah. to make things as efficient as possible. Yeah. Whereas yeah. socialism is all about employment. Employment. So yeah. why employ one person to do job well when you can employ three? <laughs> but now you need to find something for all three people to do. To do. So yeah. I've turned up with, you know, what I need to do something on the, um, on the Monday, but mm. you've got to find work for the other two people, so you send me away. Yeah. <laughs> to do something else, so I can come back on the Tuesday to speak to the second, and on the Thursday to speak to the third. The third, yeah. It literally, um, I'm wow. sure I'm going to offend someone, but if, that's yeah. very much how it felt. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was just yeah. everything had to be done in triplicate, and, yeah. you know, things would seem to be made mm. difficult for no reason. I mm. thought it was just that we were foreigners and we didn't understand. Yeah. But once I started to pick up the language, yeah. I would, you know, I'd be in the same queue mm-hmm. with Spaniards who were saying the same thing. The this same is utterly thing. ridiculous. That's the third time I've been back here. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it I can't just and get this done in the morning? Nothing is done, yeah. So, um, um, yeah. But okay. still, the benefit outweigh the um, yeah. the problems. You know, the, the problem. An yeah. amazing place to raise children, which mm. is our focus. Yeah, our focus is the raising of our children yeah. and the quality of life they would have. Yeah, um, and mm. I wouldn't I regret that for a second. Yeah, being out there. Oh, wow, no, that that's good. So, whilst there, you continued your property business here, and then do you have that backwards and forwards? Of how how often uh, do you get to come back or do things here in the UK? Well, I mean, uh, I'm sure based on the introduction you gave that you're not going to mind me doing this. No. And it's super important for me to be very honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So effectively, that was the great period of life. (laughs) (laughs) And then came the part that all my friends and family, Mm. you know, who were negative about me being, you know, running a business, were trying to warn me about. Yeah. So, you know, come the recession of, in Spain it hit 2007 actually, although, mm. you know, but in England probably 2008, yeah. so 2009-10. Yeah. Come that recession, we had a situation, you know, like a lot of people had problems, went out of business. Mm. Me personally, mm. um, my mortgages doubled. So whereas wow. I was getting two, three hundred, four hundred um, pounds mm. passive income, yeah. That switched to me having to find three, four hundred pounds to send back to England just to cover the mortgage oh, with the properties wow. fully tenanted. Wow. Now, bear in mind at the time, unlike now, mm. where exchange rate has been hovering just around par- parity. Yes, yeah, with the euro, yeah. When mm. we were in Spain in 2006, 7, 8, mm. it was 1.5 euros to the pound. To the pound, wow. Great if you're buying mm. in euros. Yeah. But if you're earning in euros and trying to send back in pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so good. In order to summarize, mm. um, I was here, I was at a progressive at a course. I can't remember the course it was, but Gerard Ratner came and gave a speech. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I was at that course. Was I remember. There? Yeah, well, yeah. Which one was it? Um, <laughs> I can't remember the name of it, but um, I, I remember it vividly. Oh, what was it? Was it a. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember, but I, I I remember the course vividly. There was a, 
And it was a great yeah. speech, wasn't yes. it? Yes, yeah, it was very good. I remember, even very I remember, because I have a bad back, and I remember getting mm. up from the chair and going to the back of the room mm. and just looking at the whole room. Yeah. And they, everyone was just mesmerised. Mm. And, yeah. you know, it's like anything else. There are things that you can um, sympathise with and things that you empathise with. Yeah. Um, I lost... Mm. Our, well, we lost our total property portfolio in the last recession. Yeah, wow. And wow. when he was talking about, you know, some of the depression and the mental stress that comes mm. with the failure of your business, of the business I yeah. saw the sympathy of everybody, but mm. I empathised. Yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I really had a, yeah. yeah, I know exactly, I know exactly what uh, you're talking about. Even though his business was 10 times mine, yes, yeah. I still, you know, understood exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah. obviously, you know, and especially when he's going through some of the, you know, the struggles that he went through to try and keep True. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then again, another section that I found really telling was, you know, the depression. Mm. And I'm just honest, mm. I'm happy to talk about it. You know, yeah, he, I can't yeah, remember yeah. What, what his example was, but yeah. he mentioned something about you know, not wanting to get out of bed. Yes, yeah. And lots of days, like, you know, just there's no point of getting out of bed. Mm. And then there was, he sort of moved on to a scenario where... Um, there was something that he would do every day that was sort of like his joy. Yeah. And that yeah. was kind of one of the things that kept him going. Yeah. And it made me laugh because I remembered mine was where we were living at the time when you know, things really went bad. Mm -hmm. um, we had no English TV. So mm. we were watching Spanish TV with a few programs that would translate into English. Yeah. And one of them, believe it or not, was a program called Jersey Shores. Mm -hmm. um, and I would watch this program every single day because I knew no matter what happened it would make me laugh out loud yeah. ah, and it was literally like an anchor for me yeah. to get through the depression, the depression of the other things that were going on mm. <laughs> which was <Yeah. laughs> losing wow. our property portfolio yeah. and yeah. you know all the stress associated with, with that, that and yeah. you know so I had this one anchor I'll never forget I never got as bad as not wanting to get out of bed and with young kids you just can't do that yeah. you've got to get up yeah. you've got to keep you on and you keep going. really got to not let them know what's going on because it ain't their fault Mm. So you put that brave face on, get them to school. You do everything you got to do to keep them together, mm. and then you come back and then you do. Then you start opening the emails and letters and dealing with the problems. Yeah. And that was my anchor. So yeah. I remember he had an example of something like that. Mm. Um, you know, and I think you know when we're talking about you know building wealth and investing and running businesses, mm -hmm. um, because so many people focus only on the success yeah. and how great it is and the Insta fame and jumping out of Lamborghinis that they don't own and taking photographs and holiday destinations that, you know, they only get to go to once every 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know, there really is a flip side. Yeah. And you can't really prepare yourself for it, but I think oh, yeah. it's worthwhile knowing it's there. It's there. Wow. Um, mm. It wasn't pleasant, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I can imagine. It must have been like a scary time, especially, you know, having moved to Spain. So, I mean, did did that um, make you at some point think of coming back still, or or that was uh, still not an option? Or, it's uh, a fantastic question. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I, I have a mentee in Spain, a very brilliant young mm. um, woman called Peppa, mm -hmm. um, and we had this conversation mm. because I did say that if I had returned to the UK, mm. I'm pretty confident I could have saved the portfolio. Mm. Uh -huh. And I remember they saying to me, well, why didn't you? And I said, well, because I'd uprooted my children, the youngest they were, yeah. from the UK, from their families, from everything that they'd known, mm. taking them to Spain where we knew we knew one person yeah. when we arrived. So from their whole family, everything, their whole infrastructure mm. to somewhere where they knew nothing about. And I said, I wasn't going to do it again. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I actually had seen other families. When that recession came, it hit a lot of families. Now, oh, so obviously, yeah. Spanish property market went into recession. Yeah. Lots of the expats, as they're called, you know, the English are out there working, mm. uprooted their families and all went back to the UK yeah. and or took jobs in Dubai or Bulgaria or somewhere yeah, and just dragged their families around. Yeah. And as I pointed out before, we moved to Spain for our family. Mm. So I wasn't going to now go and just uproot them and drag of them course. back to the UK after like, you know, three or four years yeah. of going to school in Spain, learning in Spanish yeah. and having a lifestyle and culture in Spanish. Yeah. So, you know, I, I explained that, you know, it was an option, but I sort of refused to do it. Yeah. But I did say, like I said, that it was the best place for them to grow up. Mm. And she said to me, well, then you didn't lose anything. Yeah. Oh, wow. Power of mentoring, someone really pointed out. Pointed out. You're not teaching them, they're teaching you. They're teaching him. <laughs> wow. wow. And she looked me dead in the eyes and said, well, then you didn't really lose anything. Yeah. And I thought about it and I thought, mm. how different their life would have been if they'd grown up in the UK to Spain. Mm. Not saying that growing up in the UK is bad, oh, yeah. but what we had planned for them and what mm. we achieved with them growing up in Spain. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I lost anything. Yeah, lost because anything. we could have had... You know, I still had a portfolio, maybe, and have lots more money. Yeah. But would they have had that experience and upbringing? Yeah. And we yeah, couldn't have bought so. that with the UK money. Yeah, I see. So, the, so the the place you stay at, there, did you, did you buy that, or is there some mortgage financing in Spain itself? How how did that play out? Well, we bought the place we have in Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did. We bought it with financing, and yeah. it's interesting because when I was doing the stuff in the UK, mm. one of the early things I learned. I know this is terrible to be a megalomaniac. <laughs> I think I had a bad experience with a mortgage broker yeah. and said to myself, that's ridiculous. Mm. I'm sure I could learn to do this. Yeah. So after about the first one or two properties, especially when you do nominally down deals that a lot of brokers don't understand, yeah. I started doing my own finance anyway. Ah, so okay. when I went to Spain, I just applied and started doing mortgage finance in Spain. So I've been doing mortgage finance in Spain, in Spain. since 2006 anyway. All ah, right, okay. Um, so yeah, that, oh, one, wow. that, that property out there is finance. It's finance. But yeah. you know, um, as I said, I'm very happy to be open. It's been a struggle. Yeah. Um, you know, oh. uh, it's hilarious in the UK before we left, I used to help people with IVAs and certain yes. things like that. Yeah. So I know a lot of, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. Okay. I remember after years of arguing with the bank mm-hmm. because they now have a thing. Um, in the UK, we had PPI, which mm. everyone knows about the whole yes. PPI. Scandal. Yeah, yeah, PPI. Yeah. In Spain, they had a thing called Clausa Sueldo mm-hmm. and IRPH. And in very simple scenario, it was a, it was something in your mortgage deed. Mm-hmm. mortgage contract which basically said no matter what happens to Eurobor your mortgage doesn't fall so when oh. the recession came mm-hmm. and more, um, you know, the Eurobor fell through the floor I mean mm. it's still very low compared to the rest of the world yeah, yeah. my mortgage went up in Spain <laughs> so, oh. I mortgage, so I had my mortgage doubled in the UK but that was fine because that's what that was actually just Bob Diamond and his guys fixing the interbank lending rate in the yes, UK doubling yeah. my mortgage in England yeah. then in Spain which I didn't even know until a few years ago the judges just released mm. that they had this thing called Clausa Sueldo in our um, contracts mm. which allowed them to double our mortgages mm. so when the recession hit my mortgage was doubling on two on countries sides, and yeah. both of them were illegal Whoa. So as we know, history will tell you that Bob Diamond is now, I do believe, yeah. doing time somewhere for his part oh, yes. in the arm um, now fixing the interbank lending rate. Mm-hmm. And there is a PPI style, mm-hmm. like, you know, campaign in Spain now, yeah, which is effectively 
was your mortgage fixed and did your mortgage rate double when um, Euribor fell through the floor? Yes. We will now take you to court and get you all your money back. Money back, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, wow. I, I had that fight with the bank. I remember writing letter upon letter to the bank saying, mm. I don't quite know what's going on here. Mm. Euribor's fallen through the floor and you've tried to double my mortgage rate. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. sense. Um, sometimes you just got to be a bit patient. Mm. So, wow. um, as I said, yeah. Um, there's been good times, good times and it's also there's been a struggle wow, so <laughs> and you need the tenacity yeah, to fight I suppose yeah. if, if there's a point to this yeah. I would say you know if you're going to be in business you really need the tenacity to fight mm, to fight yeah I mean you Ab- know something's absolutely. wrong I yeah. wrote to this bank so mm. many times yeah. so now I'm going through the process of you know going to the court with them about it yeah. I've got all my proof Yeah. Well, I was writing them letters in 2008 2009 why is my mortgage rate going up mm. doesn't make any sense this is what you know, we were told yeah, um, and and they're probably not the only one. So they've probably got those uh, cases as well. In their cases, many people in the same yeah. situation. It's literally a PPI yeah. scandal. The banks yeah. have already had to put aside yeah. a few billion mm. because the ju- the courts have judged yeah. that it was illegal. Illegal, and yeah. that was just for the people to yeah. be advised and take mm-hmm. the cases to court. Yeah, and this is going to be a huge thing in the banking yeah. situation in Spain. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, from a, a success point of view, I mean, you mentioned there about tenacity and, you know, the resolve in business. I mean, this is one of the, you know, when you um, read this um, uh, Napoleon Hill, the 13 principles of his people, he talks about perseverance, you know, like you persevere as long as your your, your vision and your definite enough, definiteness of purpose is very clear in your mind, mm-hmm. you know, you persevere and, and, and keep going. And it looks, you know, sounds like that's what you've, you've been doing, yeah? Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. I, I like your version of it. <clears throat> yeah. I don't, I, sometimes I think maybe I'm just too stupid to stop. No, <laughs> but but the, the, those, those are the things because... You know, business is about t- taking risks. If you if you sit and you don't do anything, you're guaranteed not to get anything. You know, Perfect. but uh, if you stick uh, with it long enough, you know, you're going to get through it. You know, the challenges are always there, but uh, you know, with a positive mental attitude, which you have, you know, you've had your your struggles, but looks like you stayed true to the vision and what it is that you you are looking to achieve. And there's always a way, you know, well, through you. through networking, you meet other people and something happens. I think sometimes where we sort of get bogged down is we we think that if we set out to, to do and achieve something, we should know clearly how we are going to get there. But sometimes that is not necessary, you know. You don't necessarily need to know the how. Just have your clear vision and trust and believe that your subconscious will take measures to take you there. You know, even myself, I've got classic examples of that, of some uh, courses that I, I have bought and thought, wow, I've just spent, you know, 10 grand <laughs> in this case. What is it that I'm going to get out of that? But, you know, it's done. Okay, I'll go anyway. And then you go there and you meet people and I've met, met people there and met networks and joint ventures, which have earned me three, four, five times that yeah. money, you know. But if I had the mentality from the start saying, oh, no, no, that's too much money, whatever, I would have missed out on that. So the how is not necessarily, you know, something that you, you should get bogged down in, you know. That's really and, deep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, so, I agree 100%. Yeah, and and yeah. as I said, you know, I, I know um, it's interesting. We're in the age of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I'm, I'm happy to tell my story. In fact, yeah. I'm pretty sure I overshare. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... 
it's interesting because I know a lot of people don't like to tell their story until yeah. they've got the successful outcome. The successful outcome, yeah. So what I will say, not not, not to leave things mm. seeming depressive, is that mm. I'm on my way yeah. to the successful outcome. To the successful outcome. And, and really, this is going on from what you said, that mm. most definitely yeah. um, I didn't give up. I suppose I yeah. doubled down. You see? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, what's nice about having tools, I did a No Money Down deal in Spain yeah. last year. Uh-huh. So I'm not moving at the rate I've wanted to, yeah. but with the but greatest yeah. amount of respect and not blowing my own horn, mm-hmm. Spain has roughly 10% in closing costs. Mm. So you buy a property in England, maybe you're going to spend like 3% stamp duty and 2% yeah. in loans. Let's say in Spain, it used to be 15%. Yeah. They just changed the law in 2019. You'll probably get away with 10, 11%. Yeah. So to do a no money down deal when your closing costs alone are like, you know, 10% per 100,000, mm. it's not easy to do. Not easy to do. Wow. You see? But wow. doubling down and also yeah. re-educating myself. Yeah. Coming back here, yeah. humbling myself, going back mm-hmm. and re-educating myself. Yeah. It's it's now moving in the right in direction. In the right direction. And I'm hoping I've learned the lessons from my mistakes to yeah. make sure that they're not repeated. They're not repeated. Um, and as you said, get to that, you know, yeah. get to that how. Yeah. In regards if it doesn't go the route I'd have liked. Yes. <laughs> you know, you don't worry about the how at all. You know, I mean, you can you can see, um, I, I was speaking to um, Jeremy earlier, uh, Jeremy York, and how mm-hmm. he was talking about putting yourself in the right environment, you know, uh, where they say, if you're surrounded by, uh, you know, positive people, people who are taking action, they're, you know, thinking in the same way that you're thinking, the energy levels are similar about the same and you're flowing in the same gradient, you know, that's where you you need to be. And the magic will happen there. The magic will happen there. And you, you, you don't have to know how and why and whatever just stay in the zone i couldn't agree and more. that's how couldn't you know things more. happen i mean okay. yeah, yeah you know if i mean this is a, a classic example like when uh, uh the idea of uh, uh doing a podcast came in my mind you know mm-hmm. i you know if i had sat there and thought oh who is going to come on my podcast you know no one would really be interested in my podcast like you know take a, a few years from now i don't know who is going to be on my podcast but i'm going to make so many podcasts and there will be people coming on absolutely there, you know so you just need to have the vision and everything else will flow like i mean meeting you and hearing this inspirational story it's, Thank you. you know, it's uh, such an amazing thing for me personally, just to yeah, understand the the other side of uh, business and the challenges. But the most important is the lesson of perseverance, because I can assure you, a few years down the line, we'll sit here again, we'll have another podcast, and you will tell a different story you know, really of your journey. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah. What I will do, I'll phone you on my best day. Yeah. Say, hey, Alex, I've got a success story. Let's, let's yeah, do it quick before something it. changes. <laughs> no, you know, no, really, I'm, I, I, I can feel the vibes, you know, and sometimes even in uh, in yourself as a person, you can feel the, the positive energy and the vibes, you know, not knowing where it's going to be, where it's going to go. But, you know, even right now, I'm feeling the vibes for you, you know. No, thank you so <laughs> Absolutely. much. And i got to say, know? I totally agree with Jamie. Yeah. Mm. I'll say quickly, mm. you know, because I, I, I'm very hard on myself yeah. because I like to learn from my mistakes. Yeah. Mm. One of the, you know, they say you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So now I know one of the biggest mistakes I made in the, you know, whatever early 2009, 10, 11, 12, yeah. was I'm in Spain, it's a recession, and everyone is busy saying how the sky has fallen, 
and nothing's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Actually, that wasn't really true. We did quite a lot of deals mm-hmm. um, around that time based on what we knew, but mm-hmm. I didn't think there was any sustainable growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that whole time here in the UK, mm. this was happening. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm, you know, coming here, you know, as I told you, we yeah. walking over. Yeah. When I went to Spain in 2006, people thought I was on the run. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were saying, do you go back to the UK? And I'm like, no. Yeah. I left the UK. I'm done with the UK. I'd go maybe once a year to see some family, but I'd normally tell my family, look, I'm the one who lives in the sun. Come and visit me. Come and visit, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'd cut ties. Yeah. Whereas now I realise if I had been in this environment mm-hmm. seven, eight years ago, Yeah. I might be telling that success story to you now that we're we're planning for the future. And as you said, and it's just from, you know, being around people doing it. Exactly. And understanding it's it's doable because even what we were doing in Spain, like Mm. 2010-11, people, you know, it it was very, very few of us. Yeah. And I remember telling a Spanish agent, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do a no money down deal and he laughed in my face. That's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) What you put, it's impossible. It was a a deal with a two-stage payment, which I actually, did mm. at the following year yeah and um you know and, and i told him and he was just astounded wow because i was surrounded by people who just didn't think that stuff was possible yeah. and even though i knew it was possible mm-hmm. i didn't have enough of a support structure oh, to keep right seeing pe- things and the right people with the same or right yeah. mindset to believe you that's you it so i have to just you know repeat yeah. the message that i yeah. agree what you just said so much yeah your environment Absolutely. is so it's important so to, critical because yeah. it doesn't really matter what you know, it's what you do with it. Yes. And I think you can learn a lot, but if you're not in the right environment, you won't mm. do anything with yeah. it. Yeah. You have to take action. You have to and take action. And people support you. You say, that yeah. makes sense. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. try it this way or not. Yeah. Everyone around you saying that will never happen. Yeah. You have to be mentally, mentally mm. strong. Yeah. To go against everybody Absolutely. and still push. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So um, yeah. that's a real lesson of what you said, I think, is so true. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so now... Um, how did you get on to the um, uh, the mastermind now, the BMI? Is, was that through that seminar uh, course with um, Gerard Ratner? Uh, did you sign up then, or is that a different... No. Yeah? Mm-hmm. My biggest problem is I really mm. am a rubbish liar. <laughs> <laughs> so you took notes, I pause a bit, sometimes yeah. for answer questions, because yeah. I don't want a true answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's uh, as cool as I want it to sound. Yeah. Because um, that's what I ended up being in the wrong environment. Mm. I actually, because my background's computing, yeah. I'd seen this cryptocurrency thing, this ah, Bitcoin thing. Bitcoin, yeah. Paid a bit of attention to it, didn't pay a lot. Mm-hmm. Then it must have had one of the years where it had this massive surge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know enough about computers too, you should know something about that. About that. So, and we know this is progressive. Yeah. For the 240 emails I get from progressive a week, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, was just, um, I was just ignoring. I know what you mean. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I know that, I know that, I know that. Uh-huh. One came in about cryptocurrency. Mm. I thought, hey, I've been saying I want to learn about that. I'll pay some attention. So I did the webinar, whatever it was. Mm. Seemed interesting. And from there, I got involved. I can't remember what I I bought into, but it was a deal that had a cryptocurrency course. Mm. And, you know, they throw for so much value here. Mm. It was doubled up with another course. It was even a brand in the marketing course or something. So I actually got into, you know, being involved with Progressive, who had unknown about since I left the UK. I think they started roughly one or two years after I left the UK. Um, You know, through wanting to be involved in cryptocurrency, which isn't really their core business. It's just something they were doing as an aside. Uh, Side business. Um, And I'll be honest with you, I came here. Here and back to what we just said, I just went, wow. Yeah, 
not only was you know obviously the quality of what was being taught amazing like i was in this room mm. of property investors and entrepreneurs yeah um after spending like the last 10 years everybody telling me that nothing was possible and everything was impossible yeah and wow. um and frankly i was addicted yeah so you know it was from there i've done you know, the courses that i can do mm. when i can that i thought you know matched as you said the vision and the business model yeah um and then i came to the cash flow mastermind mm. Because I'm now in the habit of coming to the UK, yeah. as opposed to the previous years where I came once a year, mm. five times in five years. Yeah. <laughs> so I was coming over just for these courses, yeah. um, you know, and and I saw you know the presentation by Jamie, and yeah. um, you know, and I thought, well, that's what I want to do. To I, do. I need to get my business moving now, mm. and yeah. I, you know, yeah. I truly believe that these guys can help me. Yeah. Okay. So have you um, like? From a property point of view, have you started getting back some properties and you know starting to to move the business forward or getting other things? So where are you at now? So at the moment, mm -hmm. um, as I said, I started investing again in Spain a few yeah. years ago, mm -hmm. and I realised that because of the way Spain is structured, i.e., if you're a foreign national, mm. maximum mortgage you were getting at realistically is seventy percent. Yeah. And at the time, closing costs were 15%. 15%. So you want to buy a 100 grand property, you need 45 grand. Wow. And I'm coming yeah. off the back of a recession and yeah. everything. So I thought, first thing is, mm. get some JV partners. Yeah. So I started yeah. focusing on that. I was doing the real estate thing in Spain yeah. just to try and keep the family, you know, yeah, yeah, moving, etc. Mm -hmm. Started looking for that. So I started, I actually started investing again in 2017 with my first JV partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, which went very well. It's someone I told a property to previously, so yeah. we had a you know relationship. He was happy to serve as I did. Yeah, told him that I wanted to do some investment stuff, and that was a lifestyle thing for him. And mm. um, we got involved and did that. Yeah, and as I said, I did the no money down deal last year April. Mm. Mm. So okay. that growth has been a lot slower than I wanted it to be. Yeah, but then like I said, I realised actually when I did the first deal, mm -hmm. again I wasn't in the right environment. Yeah, so. Yeah. In terms of my goals for 2020, mm -hmm. you know, rather than having one property every three or four years, the mm -hmm. aim is to have four properties this year. Yeah. Wow. Um, and mm -hmm. also, mm -hmm. I'm very interested in the UK rent to rent rent market. to rent market. Yeah. So I'm looking mm -hmm. at that at the moment. I'm probably going to put my first offering on a rent to rent deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I get back to Spain next week, I've got a few yeah. a few numbers few to crunch numbers with the analyzer. All right. Um, okay. But you know, I'm I'm actually ready mm -hmm. now to push. To push and genuinely yeah. I think a lot of that comes from two things the mentoring mm -hmm. and but really back to what you said the environment yeah, the environment you yeah. know it's been able to sit here with you absolutely you no know, yeah. you know um, I mean mm. dude yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you remember the very first time at the BMA yeah. you know we go around the room and say we're everyone done <laughs> yes. and you said what you're doing <laughs> everyone just leaned back like, yeah. nice problem to have bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. But it's yeah, great yeah, because yeah, it is. it's super yeah, inspirational. It is, yeah. It so is. I'm just like, wow. Mm. I'm in a room with Alex and mm. that's what he's doing. That, that's his life. <laughs> and I'm in Spain around people telling me that you can't have that. Yeah. But I'm in wow. a room with Alex and he has that. He's you doing that, that and he's here to grow. That's all you need. That's all you need. So you thank know? you. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the kind of inspiration yeah. that's got me now focused. Yeah to you know get yeah, back to, to what is to possible get something. but i mean uh, one one of uh, the sort of light bulb points as well for me with you is i think um uh was it richard there was uh in one of the mastermind groups when we were sitting together mm -hmm. mentioned about um uh these online courses i can't remember the the platform remember the oh, is it teach something or? teachables yes teachables yeah, yeah. Ray. Yes. yeah and i think you mentioned you had started or done something on there it's so about about training and putting courses there you yeah. know because uh 
that's um, you know something I had thought about before. You know, you know, putting something together and doing, but maybe I could do it with someone. I think. But I think you've had some more experience of, of, of that, or or you did a course, or you put something together to. I had to put up something. Well, it's funny because when we were going way back in the UK, when mm. we were doing reasonably well, mm. and we were sourcing, yeah, because you know, we just we were just passing on what we couldn't buy. Yeah. We also did a training company. Yeah. So I actually it's had a, uh, you know training. property training company helping people into yeah. doing no money down deals, etc., etc. Yeah. So all that information was there. Mm. So. You know, I was just starting to get it together. Yeah. To either put it out as a book. Yeah. And that's when Ray said, well, actually, you should put yeah. it on Teachable. On Teachable, yeah. Because it's all part of the same process. Yeah. Mm. And I have to be honest with you, I'm really, mm. it's funny because I curse technology so much, but I'm yeah. really grateful for technology. Yeah. One of the things that he pointed out that, you know, your yeah. online course mm -hmm. preparation yeah. is your book preparation, mm -hmm. is your live course preparation. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, it is. And and um, even for me, I'm learning so much. And, and one of the things which, uh, you know, picking up your point there, uh, Jeremy said was about, you know, sometimes even uh, like the the people who work, you work with or the system that you use, there can be um, uh, things to take you to the next to the next level. You don't necessarily have to like them, you know. Uh, and and one classic example is, for example, if you you're writing a book or something, you know, you you pick a topic of what is trending because that's what will sell, mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily. It might be something you don't like, you hate, or even it's something. If you're going to write something about you're passionate about, but you put it out there, there's no market, you know, there's no point Very of true. putting it there. That's true. why you find that, uh, you know, people, some of the people when they are doing their marketing strategy or sales, they will, they will put up suggestions or things out there in the community, in the Facebook, what do you think of this? And people will say, yeah, A, B, C, uh, we pick C or something. Mm -hmm. But it might be something that from your personal point of view, it's not something you would have done, but you're getting the message that that's what the market <laughs> will get. Absolutely. So you're basically giving value to the people, whatever it is that they want. Absolutely. So if it's uh, online courses and you can use leverage the technology of Facebook or whatever, that's, those are the places to go and those are the places to be. Could so, be um, yeah, and, and it's something I was looking or thinking to do and I was, you know, obviously being relatively new, trying to develop my skills in that area as well and understanding who is doing it out there. And uh, you had a training business already, so it could be something we can work together on. Absolutely. But <laughs> again, the environment, <laughs> yes. that's the thing. Isn't it amazing? That's you why see? I'm very grateful yeah. to have come to this yeah. environment. Like I said, yeah. all of a sudden I'm with people yeah. and where uh, things can actually happen. Yeah, you know, because uh, I, I, I met... Um, uh, one of the um, the trainers and my JV partners, and they've they've produced this great uh, content around uh, HMO thing, which they've just put it out there. They wrote it out or whatever, but they have no time to bring it to life in any particular way. Right. So they've uh, asked me if I'm interested to do whatever with it, you know, in the course, in the sense that we could put it up, do presentations, maybe you and I, or I'll put it up as a, a online course or whatever it is. I love it, man. And yeah. you just load it out there, and uh, it's all about the passive income thing. People who get to load it, you're so, leveraging over and over again. So, hey, you, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, for me, it's just 
thinking aloud, you know, mm -hmm. because uh, the possibilities are endless in terms of the things that, uh, you know, we can achieve when we collaborate and when we work with people, when we're in the Absolutely. right environment. And uh, yeah, so the vibes, you know, very good vibes are around people and the energies are really good. So everything so makes true. sense. You know? <laughs> so true. But that's so, brilliant, actually. Yeah. So yeah, we can uh, catch up further. But um, yeah, Spain, nice and warm, good weather. I <laughs> uh, we went to um, uh, Mallorca. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been to Mallorca on, on holiday. That was my, I think that's the only place I've been in, in Spain. But yeah, beautiful weather. As we said, you were invited. In yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be good because, uh, you know, I'm sure the, the summers and the, you know, even winter, the weather is beautiful there. It's it, really um, nice, it, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's mm. like everything. Mm. None of the things guaranteed. But yeah. the selling point when mm -hmm. I was in the UK of Spain was yeah. they have on average 300 days of sunshine. Yeah. Wow. So it's you're really looking good. at two bad months. Yeah. And they yeah. move, obviously. Mm. But for example, this Christmas, yeah. um, Christmas Day was on my toes. Yeah. Um, oh, the day wow. before, I, I went down to the Paseo <laughs> and there were people on the beach. Yeah. And as I said, like the Joe, I was talking to Joe, I said that I won't be on the beach because I live there. I'm yeah. a tourist. <laughs> but for tourists, it was hard yeah. enough to be wow. playing on the beach. Yeah. You know? So, yes. Do you, do you have any tourist businesses or property around there? Like uh, uh, tourist properties where people can come stay for holidays or chalets or whatever? Yes, or, because from um, a business point of view. Well, what it is actually, my wife does property management out there. Mm. Ah, okay. So what happened in the UK? We were fifty-fifty in the same business, mm -hmm. um, and then when we moved to Spain, we actually mm. split the businesses up. Yeah. So I focused only on property sales and mortgages, mm -hmm. and she focused on managing properties. Yeah. For rental, short and long-term rental. Mm -hmm. um, because funnily enough. Um, her background is in the construction industry. Yeah. Okay. And we didn't know, we had no idea she was good at managing property until we started buying properties. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember we bought some two HMOs in Nottingham. Yeah. And we got to know the other owners and they were all going, how's it going for you? I've got two rooms mm. full, I've got three. Yeah. And she was like, well, I've got a full house, I've got 12 let. Yeah. And they were like, how are how? you doing that? <laughs> and we realized that she actually really had a talent for yeah. us. Wow. Um, but anyway, they lived in Nottingham, we lived in London. Yeah. And she yeah. would travel up and get this yeah, done. So. When we came to Spain, she thought, you know, she moved into that and she's done mm. very well with that. Ah, that's really um, good. And because her background's in the construction industry, she also does project management for all the renovations yeah. of people's properties. People. So oh. it's a good collaboration. I can yeah. sell a property to someone that needs renovation. Yeah. Um, and I can happily highly recommend my wife. Yeah. Who to, won't get a drill yeah. and, a, and, a, and a second sort of do it, <laughs> but, but she'll manage the project teams. Manage, yeah, and she, and she get gets it done. done very well. Wow, that's a really good collaboration as well. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's really good. So, yeah, it's been uh, brilliant. It's really been uh, good to to absolutely. capture your story. I'm sure this is not the the end of this. There will be a follow up. I'm sure to follow the journey. I and, promise and to call you on my go. best day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and absolutely. getting in. No, but yeah. look, thank you so much, and I no, hope no, I wasn't no. too um, negative or no, raw. No, 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 absolutely. I mean, this podcast is is to capture those those stories too share knowledge i'm sure there'll be a lot of people who resonate with, with those kind of challenges because sometimes where people get this overwhelm is uh, you know constantly we are being chucked with success stories and beautiful pictures of this and this and that and for people who are struggling we think oh, oh so there's something wrong with me or, mm -hmm. or something but 
some of these people, they are chucking out these success stories, but behind that, there's stories of, uh, you know, the perseverance, the challenges, the, you know, falling and picking themselves up. So it is important for people to understand and hear the, the full story of what can go wrong, what can happen, but most importantly, the perseverance and the fight to keep going because the vision is that clear. You know, so I, I know yeah. so I, I'm so grateful. That's why I'm so grateful for you about me. Yeah. I wanted to tell the truth, and yeah. I knew that you'd allow me to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so this important, is, and for, for, yeah. for the reasons you just said, uh, yeah. because you know mm-hmm. I, I want people to be entrepreneurs and yeah. be successful. Be successful. But yeah. rather than saying don't do it, because mm-hmm. I'm scared of the pain and, yeah. and what could go wrong. Yeah, I just want to say, look, it can go wrong. It can be painful, but trust me, mm-hmm. you can come through the other end. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so let's not pretend there's no pain. I'm not yeah. trying to sell you that course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 this, it'll go perfectly there'll be no pain no, yeah. it can go wrong but yeah. you know yeah. you can be get, and I, I'm feeling mm-hmm. successful yeah. just to have survived Absolutely. you know knowing a lot of people left mm-hmm. the property game when yeah. the last recession came never to return yeah. just to still be in the game now relaunching myself now mm-hmm. getting deeply into yeah. you know pushing the whole you know um, my, my portfolio my business forward yeah. even without the financial success that you know I, I'm going to I actually feel yeah. Just, I'm just ringing the bell and celebrating just that success. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. so that's that's wow. what I wanted to com- okay. to communicate. Yeah. Perfect. So for people listening on the podcast, if they contact me and they want a uh, holiday in Spain, I know where to go. So you will be inundated with people now, but that could be a great opportunity, a a business in uh, uh, tourism and uh, getting people to Spain. Absolutely. Yeah, I I, I know um, the Mediterranean because I lived in Cyprus for four years, so it's nice and warm there. So I know the Mediterranean lifestyle. Where in Cyprus were you? I was in Lima, so. Okay, so that's so interesting. When I moved to Spain, uh-huh. I had a business partner who was in Cyprus. Oh, really? And we were oh. going to go to Cyprus, but we yeah. settled on Spain. On Spain. Oh, so wow. it's so interesting because I, I've still got land. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Going back to that time when we yeah. were doing okay. Yeah. Still got some land just outside Catapathos. Oh, really? So, wow. you know... Um, <laughs> It's a small world. It's a small world. Wow. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. So, so that, that, that yeah. was another one of those stories that yeah. we were just about to start building. Yeah. And then I got a letter from the oh. Cypriot Central Bank saying yeah. no more loans. No more loans. recessions hit. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so now, Same. rather than the development that we had planned, mm. which we had a plan for issue four, we just have the land. Yeah. So we're waiting for that to come full circle. Yeah. So um, wow. th- there's a lot in the story. But yeah, there's a lot. That, that's that's what we are talking about being in the right environment and networking with people you never know what's what's there absolutely you know, what's there so it was a really great opportunity to uh, speak Thank to you man. Felix and uh, as as we, as we said this is just uh, the start and uh, we'll be back here and we'll be talking uh, a different story but your your message is really quite strong and you know a lot of listeners will resonate with that Thank you. Perfect. Thank you very much Absolute for coming pleasure, on the man. podcast. Really good to see you. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you. Thanks, Felix.